What is up, Podheads? Episode 161 of the Podio Slay Podcast. My name is Tony. I am here with Anthony and Nate. They'll talk to you in just a second, but I gotta tap into something real quick. I don't know what it is, but we're tapping into it. Tap rooting into it right now. You guys ready? You guys ready for this? Let's do it. Anthony, Nate, how you doing? I'm good. I didn't I didn't expect that intro. Uh I was gonna say it's usually, I. it's usually Nate with the witty attempts, but no, <laughs> you're, you're 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 good too, Tone. Uh, I'm Anthony. We got Nate here. Nate, how you doing? Yeah, let's get to the root of it, man. What's a tap <laughs> tapping? <laughs> tap 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 a root. <laughs> great, man. Great. Like you said, we were talking about pre-show, like full circle moment. One of our favorite bands. I I'd say at this point, friend of the pod. I mean, we kind of we kind of collaborated to get this next episode together. So, yeah, we're chatting with Phil again. Taproot, fucking amazing. Phil Lipscomb. Basis Taproot. We, if you've listened to our podcast before and follow us, you know we had him on, was it a year and a half ago? Yeah. More yeah. than that. Yeah. B- back in episode 76 and 77, hit it off with him, had a great conversation. Uh, a lot's going on in the Taproot camp now. So it was a perfect timing, kind of perfect storm, right? We wanted to hit him up anyway. And all the events of Taproot, you know, kind of came out of nowhere, really. Because we left that conversation a couple of years ago, maybe not thinking there would be anything besides this album that Steven was working on. So we had a great conversation with him. Uh, Phil's a cool dude, guys. I love talking to Phil. It's, it's always fun. It's always nerdery. I mean, we, we talked for 15 minutes before we started recording. We talked for a half an hour after. Like, there's just stuff there. Like, it's, he's nerd sees nerd all day. And uh, really happy to, to have him back. And and happy for what they've got. And I say it to him in the episode, like he's excited and we're excited because he's excited. Like the whole thing is just a it's a love fest because it's cool to see all this happen for those guys and uh, stoked, stoked for the Taproot Camp and Phil, especially. And actually, I don't think we said the date necessarily, but they do have a new album coming out called Scissors, September 29th. Uh, in stores and digital outlets, there's pre-orders online. You can going to the socials. I think it's follow Taproot on Instagram. There's a uh, Facebook uh, group, fan group for them that uh, showing them a lot of love. There's a lot going on and we're, yeah. uh, we're at the forefront of it, getting all the info from, uh, from Phil. And that'll all be in the show notes. Go there right now, click on stuff, follow it, like it, listen to the new songs, all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, the real behind the scenes as usual for Phil, just, very transparent episode in terms of like what it's like and where it's going, and uh, we really appreciate that. So we're going to get into it right now with Phil of Taproot. What's up, everybody? Tony here. Hey, go check out our previous conversation with Phil, episode 76 and 77. We talk the history of Taproot. We talk all kinds of different stuff in those two episodes, and they are a lot of fun. Give you a little backstory on our, our time talking with Phil. Also, check out taprootmerch.com. Taprootmerch.com has all kinds of stuff. The new record is there, a bunch of different vinyl pressings. The skateboard deck we talk about coming up. There are some t-shirts. There's some, a lot of really badass stuff there. So go check that website out right now. Check out the Best of B-Sides, which is out now there on the website. 
You can buy tickets to the upcoming shows. You can buy meet and greet packages, all that cool stuff. So check that out right now. And here is our conversation with Phil Tappert. Phil, you're back. It's been, shit, probably a year and a half since we talked to you. Maybe even longer than that, actually. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, dude, way too long, right? Way too long. But, you I mean, you got some news. So we're, we're excited to have you back to talk with us and shoot the shit like we've done before. Yeah, man. Dude, we did the two, it was a two-episode special. And I think it was like three hours collectively. So we were, <laughs> we were vibing. I think there's still some, some stuff that never made it still. You know, there's still some stuff there on the floor. There's... I still have it. I still have it. I saved it. it may, you never know. You never know. Right, right. Yeah. B-sides best, and rarities. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And people love those episodes. Like, they're, we have all the metrics, and I, I have to look at it again. But I think that first episode's, like, top eight episodes for, our, for us. So the Taproot uh, fam is still strong. I think it's bass players. It's basically <laughs> that's it, dude. You're absolutely right. Every time we talk to somebody and we find out they're a bass player after the fact, we're like, it makes sense. You're cool. That makes sense. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 we're not. We don't pay, play bass, but we are. We are one. Yeah, right, right. We get along. Hey, speak for yourself, man. I I used to play. Oh, you did play bass. Yeah, you're, right. yeah, you're one of them. Nice. And I used to jack the uh, the strap up like this tall, so I could like. <laughs> oh, you're one of those guys, huh? Yeah, feel like I was more in control. Did you ever do that, Phil? Yeah, I've gone uh, literally up and down with it, trying to find the right spot. Um, this kind of depends. So I've, I've worn it not quite that high, right, but fairly high um, at times. And I've kind of found a happy medium, you know, where because it just, for, I mean, like some guys like Tom Morello can wear his stuff up high and still look cool when he plays guitar, you know, but I don't know. There is just something that just kind of you, I don't I feel like I got to be a lot better if I'm going to play it that high. You know what I mean? I got to do a lot, a lot fancier stuff. We only have a base up to my chest. Or some like face paint or something, right? Yeah, I mean... yeah right. <laughs> See, I don't know how the, the low bass players, I don't know how they get their fingers underneath or, you know what I mean? Oh, the super low? Yeah, I don't get it either, man. There's what, what's this dude from uh, Soundgarden. Uh, what, Ben, right? Ben Shepard, um, yeah. Yeah, he plays so, like, he almost like has to bend over to, gra- to grab his strings, man. It blows my mind. <laughs> and I think Fieldy from Corn, same thing, right? Oh, yeah. He's I know, like like you said, it is a sage at that aesthetic, but at the same time, you're like it becomes a batting stance. Like, is that really like working for you, <laughs> Jeff Bagwell? <laughs> Bagwell, that's great. <laughs> oh man, nice analogy. Well done. So, I mean, like I said, it's been probably two years since we talked to you last. I mean, we've we've been back and forth on social media a little bit here and there, but never haven't had you back on. But you know, at the time we talked to you last, there wasn't a ton in the camp going on. There wasn't, you know, we, we'd kind of gotten your comfort food album for our hundredth episode and That's shot right. the shit for a little bit, but not a lot of news per se. But now a little bit of news, a little bit of, you know, some stuff's happening, some stuff's out in the streets right now. So I'm going to clear out of the way here. What do you got, man? So it's funny how everything works, man. Um, as of, I don't remember when we even confirmed it, but um, we, we were asked to do Blue Ridge Rock Festival in uh, Alton, Virginia, big festival. I mean, this thing's, you know, I mean, Massive. if you look at the names, it's just ridiculous, you know? And, you know, it was a good offer and enough to make me, you know, get excited. And, and I'm like, I can get out of bed for that one, you know? Like, so I was like, okay, and then we'll do that. And then we'll see how we feel after we do that one show. You know, we, we um, I had contacted Taylor, Taylor Roberts, 
who'd been a friend of ours, like, hey, dude, you want to do the show with us? Because we didn't have a guitar player, as you know. Like Dave Lizio, he, uh, you know, he's busy with family and new job and all this stuff. He'd been in Denver, he'd been in Wisconsin, and uh, Taylor had just moved to, okay, so let's see, we got to go full circle with this thing. So Taylor's this kid in a band originally called Catharsis, did some shows with us down south, and then did a tour with us. Killer guitar player. And then he formed a new band with our newest drummer, Dave, <laughs> uh, called Riding With Killers. And so they were doing some stuff with that. And then Dave invited him to move up to Michigan. He lived uh, in uh, was it Mississippi, from Mississippi. So he moved to Michigan. And once he moved to Michigan, I'm like, if we ever do anything again, he's our guy. Right? That's kind of how, how I felt about it. So when we got this offer to the show, reached out to him. Hey, dude, you down? He's like, I'm down. I'm, he's so excited. He, like, we're one of his favorite bands from back in the day. You know what I mean? And, and just he's a cool dude. We, I mean, it was one of those things where everybody agreed that, yeah, he's the guy. He's fine. We're, we're all, there's no like, let's see if he works. But yeah, so he, he agreed. Um, and just kind of like that. I love the full circle story of him because I, he, he'll tell it better than me. I mean, uh, he, he's, he's, you guys could probably have him on it sometime. He's a great dude. He's got this whole full circle thing about how he, you know, we first played a show with him and now he's been playing in the band and he's, he's just, he's so excited for everybody. He gets me so excited to talk to him. He's just so pumped. So it's, it's cool. And so, uh, like I said, we had the one show on the book and I was like, let's get Jared in on this, you know, our original drummer. And he, he you know, he's like, he was down to play. And like I said, that was going to be it. I was just like, that's enough. We'll see in this new lineup, what it feels like. And if we want to do more shows after that. And that's what it was till January. You know, and I was, and, you know, this had been in the, on the books for a couple of weeks or a couple of months at the time. And then I started talking to an old buddy of mine, uh, Tom Hazart, who's been in the industry forever. And, he, uh, you know, literally known him forever. He's, he's been, he's had labels, he's had bands, he's had, you know, he's had street teams, he's done the whole everything. Um, and I've known him for probably two, as long as Taproot's been around almost. And so he's like, hey, do you guys want to do some skateboards? You know, he's working with this company called Volatile that does skateboards. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, our fans don't have anything from us, you know, for however many years. We might as well do something. So, you know, he, we, you know, talked to him on the phone. We just, you know, kind of like us, we just talked for hours. And uh, he, uh, we mocked up some designs for the skateboards. I'm like, cool. And then just kind of kept talking. And he's like, you know, we also do merch. If you guys want to do some merch, you know, there's some cool, you know, you, you got fans out there that probably would want some merch. I'm like, sure. Sure, why not? What do I have to do anything? He's like, no. I'm like, cool, great. You know, I'm all in. I'm all in, baby. And then uh, we started talking more about the records, and he, I told him about how we did B, uh, this B sides thing, and he's like, dude, that's awesome, man. You can, you can, you can, we can do more with that. I'm like, eh, can we? You know, <laughs> and he was just super excited about it. And so I was like, you know, I guess we could do something. You know, I, I mean. You know, we're out of pretty much out of copies of it anyway. Maybe we could do like a best of. And so I was like, yeah, man, I, I could, you know, he's done label stuff before. He's like, he knows just distribution companies and everything. And so he was like, yeah, best of B sides, man. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. So then what really got it going, though, was when it came to light that Steve was pretty much done with the record. We kind of saw a post from Steve that sounded like he was going to basically just release it like either Facebook something or other, like just like a low level, just like here. Here's it my is, release. Right. It's like out. a band camp on bank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And me and me and Tom were like, okay, we cannot let this happen this way. We got to do something more. Let's let's get Steve on the phone and see if he's 
down to do something more. And Steve's like, yeah, I just didn't have any options. Um, I didn't really know what to do. And, you know, I'd kind of been playing with the idea of trying to shop him around, but I didn't really, you know, I'm busy and I didn't really know anything. So with Tom in the mix and knowing all the people that he knows, he's like, dude, I can make this happen. I can make this into something more. And so with that, all of a sudden things just started taking our life of its own. And with the way Tom just kind of took the lead on everything, all of a sudden we have all these shows, man. And it's just like it, it within probably three weeks of when I started talking to him to, you know, then also we have a CD release. We have CD release shows planned. We're getting all these good offers to do things. And I was like, okay, this can turn into something. We just kept adding more and more shows. And what if we do this? And what if we do that? And now, yeah, we have a CD release coming, a new CD coming out on September 29th. It's all Steve, which is cool. Um, he's been working on this thing forever. And I think the last time I talked to you guys, I told you about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, you know, he, I didn't need to play on it. It, it he was plenty fine. He, uh, he can do everything on his own. And I want this to be his, you know, he, he'd been working on this long enough and yeah, I don't know. That's uh, it's so much has started just moving forward. And we, we announced some shows, uh, the machine shop first, which is like our hometown show. And it sold out in less than like Tom, Tom was like, dude, this is going to sell out. It's going to be great. And I'm like, uh, it'll probably sell out. We've sold out machine shop before, you know, the dude's going to sell out like a day. I'm like, I don't know if it's going to sell out a day, dude, you know, and we, we're planning on doing, but we plan on it Friday, right? We're going to announce the Friday. And when that sells out, if it sells out, we'll announce Saturday. And that was always the plan. Nice. And it ended up selling out in less than 30 minutes. Dang. That's crazy. I was just like, wow. And so we announced the next show and that was going to be a week later. And that one sold out in like 35 minutes, you know, so total Damn. time of like about an hour for these two shows. And I was just like, okay, things are different now. Like there's something, I don't know if just the fact that, you know, people know we don't do a lot of stuff and so you better come see us when you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think just the timing of it, um, kids, people are a little bit older now, they have a little more freedom to do whatever the heck they want. And people just want to see us play, I guess. So then we announced the third night and that one's really close to selling out. And we announced all these other shows, album release parties, like just basically driving distance, weekend warrior stuff. Nice. I'm going to keep, you know, I've got a, I've got my job. Jared's got a job, you know, Steve's on and off from a job. <laughs> Taylor can do whatever Taylor's got. Taylor's got a job, but he can, he's a kind of his own businessman. He owns his own company now. So he's got a lot of freedom. So yeah, we're going to do a lot of weekend warrior stuff, man. And it's, it's pretty crazy to go from, yeah, one show in September, and we'll see what happens after that. To all of a sudden, I, I think we got like eight, nine, ten weekends of shows. Crazy coming it's up. Crazy. Yeah, with probably more after that once I accrue more vacation time in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. when we when we spoke with you, I feel like where it was left was that Taproot was almost something in the rearview mirror. Where now it's it's very present. So were you secretly? Like in the back of your head, wishing the band would get back together, or is this just a presented itself and here we are? I'm curious. <laughs> Not at all, man. What's, what, so another funny thing is Tom had basically quit the music industry um, and was working for that skateboard and merch company, and I basically resigned myself to possibly doing, you know, some acoustic cover, open mic stuff for him. <laughs> <laughs> at best, right? That's kind of where my head was at. But you know, Tom's excitement for it got me excited and then our fans excitement for it got me even more excited like it just you know it's him saying it's going to be great it's just like yeah you just that doesn't mean i mean 
it means a lot coming from him. But at the same time, I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? Like, I guess he's more, more dialed in than I was. And he's been, I mean, he's been doing everything great. He's been, you know, he basically run, helps us run our social media, helps me with our posts and our artwork. And I mean, he's got a hand in everything. And he's so energetic, so driven that it's great for me because I can touch base with him and we, you know, we kind of guide together. But for the most part, he knows where the ship wants to go. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're, you're fantastic, man. He's, he's been such a good addition to the team. You know, he is the team. (laughs) That's, I mean, it's awesome to have somebody who's like in your corner like that, but then to announce some stuff and have fans kind of be like, holy shit, here we go and jump right on board again. That's got to feel really good. Dude, it was wild, man. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I, like I said, I, it, just the fact that, I mean, two shows still selling out in less than an hour. I mean, I, I, I made the joke, like, I feel like Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, the venues aren't nearly as big, but like, we were literally crashing the servers. People were like, it's sold out. I can't get tickets. And it's like, you know, I just bought tickets. And it's, uh, oh, there's too many people on the server because you'll hold tickets, you know, and then you don't buy them or whatever. And it just, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was wild, man. And then as some of these other ones are almost sold out and I'm, we're hoping, I mean, we're months and months away. So, I mean, if more and more of these sell out, then that just means we can do more and more shows in the future and just keep this ball rolling. And then the album, to, you know, we're going to release a single in April. We're going to do, you know, probably one or two after that uh, leading up to the album release. And I mean, there's some songs on here, man, that I think people are going to freaking love. You know, I think it's, I think it's, he wrote some really cool stuff. I, th- I talked about last time, man. He's got some really cool stuff on this record. It seems like really ideal timing. Like there's that music festival. I don't know if you know about it. Uh, Sick New World. It's just like a new metal festival, you know, that was announced before this all came together. Yep. It sound, sounds like. So it's just ripe for this type of reunion. Call it. That's what we're going to call it. Yeah, we had some. We actually were offered that, and we had some personal stuff that just didn't work out, man. We should have been on oh, well. that, but yeah, yeah, that makes just, sense because we were like, "Why aren't they on that? They should be yeah, on that." Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It. it yeah. I mean, once I saw the lineup too, I'm like, and I was told. I mean, I kind of knew what was coming because they told me it's it's based like the they did something similar the year before, and it's like it's just like this, except it's gonna be, you know, bands of your era. I, I forget what the other one was, but um, you know, you just, when you see the list, you're like, yeah, the, all these bands fit together. That's this certain era of music, and then for us, it was like. Yeah, seeing all those bands, it's just like, ah. but it is what it is, man. And I'm, I'm actually kind of glad everything worked out the way it did because, you know, this kind of, I mean, that's coming up, I think, in May. Yep. And I'm not sure we're ready. <laughs> we, we would get yeah, ready, I yeah. guess. But, you know, I like the fact that our shows are closer to our album release and everything's just kind of tied to that as opposed to this one-off thing that's just like, I don't know, it still would have been cool. My guess is that'll be there next year because the the other one you're talking about is when we were young and that happened last fall. Yeah, and yep. there's another one of those already. And yeah, no, you'll you'll be fine. You'll, I'm sure you'll be top of mind with the album and all that stuff next year for that too. Yeah, so. yeah, the plenty of stuff coming up, man. There's always festivals, always things to play. And I mean, I, I just like that we're doing a lot of headlining stuff because you know we talked about trying to jump on our tour and there was a couple offers to do something like that. But I'm like, I don't want our first you know coming back out to be like you know, less than, you know, our fans pay a top dollar to see us play for less than a full headlining set. I love that. Love that. Yeah. Like this is for, I mean, it's for us, but it's also for our fans. You know, I, I'm excited for this. Um, I've been relearning a bunch of these songs and uh, it, it's cool, man. It's cool to feel like we're going to, you know, we can, I could possibly do this again, um, but in a, in a different way, like touring still out, 
right? Straight up going out for a month or something or two months. It's pretty much out. I mean, unless unless we get some crazy, ridiculous offer, but probably not. You know, like that. Uh, that's you know, we'll see. But <laughs> how you guys how you guys gearing up musically? Like you getting on Zoom calls and being like one, two, three. Uh, no, no, it's it's just here's a list of songs. Learn them. You know, right on. I think I've got four. No, I got six new brand new songs to learn, and then uh, probably because again we're doing three shots three three shows at the machine shop. So that means, you know, we don't want to make every show the same. So I think I got like 28 songs to learn. Oh, wow. Or rather, I mean, that sounds, I mean, I Re- know. Relearn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, relearning songs. It's funny. I, I went through Gift and Welcome and most of Blue Sky Research, research without much difficulty. A couple songs were a little like, well, what do I do there again? But then it's weird how muscle memory works, man. Yeah. There's awesome. songs I haven't played in like 20 years. It's almost like you were on those albums. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm sure there's stuff I haven't played in like 20 years, and, and like by the second pass, I had all the parts down. Crazy, you know, which is just like that's, that's yeah, awesome. the muscle memory is weird that way. But then what's funny is I get to fractured, and I'm like, huh, what am I doing on this song? Because <laughs> I don't know, about like the old stuff. Like I guess it, you know, the, the memory for the older stuff was stronger than the memory for the newer stuff for some reason. It took me a few a few more passes to get fractured down. It was just I don't know. Speaking of memories, like for me, like listening to those records, like you just like went through the, the first three in particular, like when you're rehearsing, do you get like flashbacks of like shows or writing those songs or anything in particular yeah, sure. that comes to mind? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, shows and writing. I mean, they both, you know, uh, I can kind of, especially the writing part, especially if I'm trying to relearn them. I almost put myself back in that, you know, in the studio really. And just like what, what was being said, what was being you know, what was I trying to express with this? What was I trying to do? Or like, you know, Steve, Steve I remember there's one song, Lost in the Woods. There's a bridge for that, that Steve had to Great like. Song. Yeah, there's something weird about the timing of the bridge on that. I just couldn't grasp. And Steve had to do some goofy hand motion when I was playing it to get me to hit it right. <laughs> I fucking love that song, by the way. That's one of my favorite yeah. Taproot songs. It's a good one, man. Have you heard the Billy Corgan version of it? The original? Yeah, we, we when we, we first had time, you probably. on, yeah. I think we fi- yeah we, we end up going back and doing our little yeah. nerd homework and yeah absolutely. If if you didn't listen to that episode, it was episode seventy six. We talk about it there and go listen to that version too. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool that tour too is like we we got um you know Smompty Soul is going to be on a couple of the shows. Uh, we're bringing some lo- uh, some local Michigan love. This band, Heartstick and Eva Under Fire, they're both from Michigan, up both up and coming cool bands. Like, it's cool because, like, having sold out the machine shop, we're able to just call the shots, basically. Like, who do we want to open? We don't have to, like, oh, let's find the band that can sell the most tickets for us or something, you know? So we are able to bring out I, – I, I actually originally was trying to get Boyhood's car out there. Oh, was nice. My, was my, yeah, I would have – I mean, I talked to them, and they just – it's too far away, and they have too much going on. They couldn't commit. Yeah, I mean, they live in California, you know? So they couldn't quite commit. But it works out, you know? We got the two, uh, like I said, Eva Under Fire and Heartstick, but then we also got this band, See This Through, again, one of these, like, old friend of ours that we played shows with in other bands, and uh, this guy, Shane, he's he just produced this band called See This Through, so, you know, we're able to put them on a bill. There's a band from Cincinnati here that I've known forever called Lift the Medium that I'm bringing them up there to open up one of the shows. Uh, this uh, band, Never the Crash, who's, like, so cool thing with them is their guitar player. He was in this 
we played this house party and there's these third like 13 14 year old kids um and this kid uh, don he he was one of the guitar players in this little you know young band when we were you know first starting out we were, it was probably like 98 99 and we hadn't been signed yet and they came to this little house party we got them to play on our instruments you know these young kids and he's still doing music and we're able to you know invite him out and play on this show with us you know what i mean and this is like what 25 years later and this guy's you know obviously Amazing. growing up and plays guitar a lot better than he used to but you know just cool stuff like that man all these full circle moments man like it's yeah. it's pretty fucking cool I, I, just hearing i can you can see it in your face and <laughs> hear it in your voice like you're excited about it which is awesome like because we are too obviously i mean being fans yeah. of the band forever that's why we talked to you in the first place yeah right so where, where, where are you guys all at again tony and i are in are in southern maine and nate's in san diego okay yep. i think the closest we're gonna get we're about to pull, we're gonna announce uh wally's well by the time this airs right we'll be announced uh, wally's beach? in uh, hampton beach yeah we'll, we'll oh, be in nice there. we'll be there we'll, we'll be in the flesh that's happening 100 yeah. percent, yeah. we'll be there that's forty five nice. minutes from 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 home. I'll, I'll be there. Oh Absolutely. no kidding! Oh hell nice. yeah. yeah! Yeah, I've been to Wally's a bunch of times. Hell yeah! Yeah, West Coast is going to be a while until we make it out there. So Phil, <laughs> that's more than Weekend Warrior though. If you're heading that far, that's true. No, that'll be a weekend though. That's that's New York on on. Uh, that'll be Wally's on Friday, New York uh, Gramercy in New York on Saturday. Oh wow! Because yeah. the yeah. we, the weekend model has proven to work very well because you control. Basically, you're controlling the supply, which is heightening the demand, and it's working, man. That's the <laughs> it idea, right? It works for a lot of bands. It works for yeah. a lot of bands that want to keep their careers and their families. It works. Yeah, and also, um, you know, it's Fridays and Saturdays are the best nights to play anyway. Is that right? true? You yeah. don't, not, we're not staying on tour where, you know, oh, you know, I want to see Taproot, but it's Tuesday, and I got to be up at 5 a.m. tomorrow, so I can't make it out. None of that. You know, everyone... We're trying to make it again, just fan friendly, friendly for us, so we can do it properly, and uh, just and so we stay excited about it. So that's November. I just looked; it'll be November third. Yep. Uh, yeah. Right. November third and fourth, I think, or yeah. November fourth and fifth. Yeah, something like that. Well, we yeah, will third and fourth. Yeah, definitely be there. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I already know what I need to do at work to make that happen. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna make that happen. You got a oh, yeah. eight eight month advance notice. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, Wally's is fun, man. We've done many shows there, and fans there are great. You know, I mean, it's it's a great, great time there. It's a cool and interesting venue. I've been there. I saw Nonpoint there last year. Mm -hmm. Our friends of ours, Troll, uh, they're, they're a local Portland band that opened for Anthrax. We talked to them a couple episodes back. They're really good friends of ours for a long time, and, and they've played down there on would some of those great big opener. bills. They would be a great opener, yeah. yeah that would be Where a great opener. Troll. I'll I'll DM you their their account. You okay. can check them out. They're they're good dudes too. So nice. Beside the point, but they they uh I've been down there to see that that venue for those guys and uh you know a bunch of other bands because it's just a cool little spot. And it's not that far away for us. So yeah, right. That's, That's great. Dope. So what what do you think will be different on the road? Obviously, like you you've aged twenty years since like the heyday. Are you what are you gonna do? Like sightsee versus like maybe the old days? I don't know. Um, I don't know, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll, it'll be great to have Jared back out with us. Um, he's always he's just such a positive force. Um, and Taylor's such a positive force. But I think this one will just be a little, lot more positive if I can think of anything to say. I think it's just gonna be a more positive experience for all of us. Nice. Yeah, um, and you, you, you're again, like Twan said, you're kind of calling the shots there. Like you're 
you've got the weekend, you you're gonna do you know your family life and the and the work life during the week, and then play the shows and get the bag and get out and yeah, that, yeah. that's awesome, man. I mean, that's that's fucking that's the life right there. Again, it's this this whole family affair. Um, I got this guy Julius who's gonna do drum teching and and just general teching for us, and he was this. I might have talked about him before. I don't remember, but he's this fan of ours from back in the day and I, he'd come see us when he was like 17 18 years old and i remember him asking me like hey dude let me come out with you guys and i was like well wait till you're 21 you know like keep asking <laughs> keep working on stuff learn how to do stuff but when you're 21 if you're still interested i'll see what i can do and when he turned 21 he was still interested and learned some stuff and i was like why not let's give this kid a chance and he ended up going out with us for a couple tours and so that's awesome. he lives, yeah, and he lives in Wisconsin. Uh, Tom lives in Wisconsin, so they can kind of carpool together to the next, you know, to to the shows and stuff. So yeah, again, these just these little cool little family, full circle things, which I'm just loving about this this tour. It's just bringing everything together. And what's what's really cool is seeing all our fans that have met at our last reunion shows or whatever we've done that are excited just to see each other again. You know what I mean? Because they they're just basically big Taproot fans from various sections of the United States and actually from all over, really. Um, I just saw today uh, one of our fans, Barbara, is coming from, I think, Poland. And she wow. runs our, you know, Taproot Worldwide website or a, a Facebook page, you know. So she's nice. coming all the way from Poland to see the album release shows. And I just saw that today. I'm like, and she's been talking about it. She's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. And finally, she just figured it out. Like, now or never, I'm going to come out there and, and see these shows. So really cool stuff man we have some of the coolest fans and i you know I'd, I'd forgotten about that in my years just kind of like distancing myself from social media and trying to you know figure out life a little <laughs> bit more outside <laughs> of the band that's so cool that people like that i mean we're people like that so we, we yeah. get that like <laughs> i've never jumped you know onto a plane and and flown to another country for a city release but it's not something that i wouldn't say just no to outright either so. right <laughs> like, huh? I'd can put I put it on that? a credit card? Can yeah. I pull that off? Yeah, I might do that actually. Yeah. Especially if you know that, I mean, because being in Poland, like, not, I mean, bands go there, but not as regularly as they tour the States, obviously. It's true. You know? Yeah. And so you highlighted something I wanted to bring up just because it, it referenced just like where we are today in like 2023. Like, everything's insanely expensive. Like, I was just thinking, like, when you guys were touring like 2000, call it like, Atlantic Records is giving you like tour support. You know, you got a tour bus. You got you don't have to worry about logistics. And now it's 2023. You're independent. Even airlines like it used to be unlimited checked bags. Like there was no limit. Oh, I now know. It's like right, like you could literally check in like fucking 40 bags and it's free, which is an unreal to think about. But in the year 2000, that was just the way it was. So now like you get two bags, but you have to pay for them. So you get yeah. two bags, but you still have to pay for them. So like the whole like scenario that you were kind of painting earlier was just interesting to me because it was like. You literally have to piece this together with people that are down to help, like this collective group effort to make it work, to like follow the dream, but also like let people like us fans like really kind of see it come together. But it's not like it's just snap your fingers, put it together. Like you don't have like a, a crew that's on standby for 10 years, you know? So right. yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. And um, I, I actually, that reminds me, I got to confirm with, you know, Julius and uh, Sean, who's going to be our guitar tech, that they can actually do it. <laughs> Because one thing to say it when I first brought her up, and there's gonna be like six or seven shows, but as it's you know as it's turned into more, we're not paying salaries. You know, <laughs> I can pay a little bit per show, but you know I'm not covering your your Monday through you know Thursday. <laughs> so 
So yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, what, what's cool is though we can we can, if I had to do it, you know, we we don't even need tech. You know, I mean, it's not as good of a look when we're loading up our own stuff on stage. But again, I mean, we're at this point where who cares? You know what I mean? Like people know who we are. We know we're going to be there. Yeah. There's no there's no big mystique of like, oh my gosh, that's the bass player loading his own. It's like who cares? I'm we playing in a minute. Like, <laughs> Dude, we know, DM'd I, him. He got on. He came on our podcast. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I might do that in November. Oh my god, it's the bass player! Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> so Phil, we're big. We're big uh, vinyl heads, and welcome's yes. coming out. Welcome's. I think it's his first press. How the hell did that happen? Was that the same guy? I would like to say yes, and that would be cool, right? But it, um, you know, kind of a little peek behind the curtain. That was actually just coincidence, man. Um, again, timing is everything, and everything's just kind of happening this year. It's weird. Uh, this company don't remember what they're called, but they had bought the rights to do a vinyl release and wanted to do it on record store day. And it just happens, oh, right on. you know Shit. what I mean? And, and it just, we just happened to be doing stuff this year at the same time. We, we got in contact with them after we, you know, we were like, we were, cause we were going to buy, we were looking to get the rights for it. And we found that out. So we got in contact with them and said, Hey, work with us. We'll, we'll work together. We'll help you guys sell some records. So we'll, you know, we'll announce it on our Facebook page. We'll do it all on all our social media. So yeah, it was just a crazy coincidence that they were doing that this same year. So everything's coming up taproot is what you're telling me. I was going to say, everything's yeah, right. coming up roses it, for it you kind guys. kind of is, man. And, and we're doing, you know, blue sky research thing. for you guys. Yeah. People love the vinyl thing. We have uh, best of B-sides is going to be on vinyl. The new record scissors is going to be on vinyl. Um, we already have, uh, you know, all the pre-sales online. That people are, you know, purchasing. We've already sold out of a couple of the pre-sale packages. Like I don't, I'm not a vinyl guy, so I don't know. But I guess there's like, you know, the different colors or whatever they call them. The different, what's the name for it when you have a different color? Variants. Yeah, we, yeah. We're, we're vinyl nerds. We've got, <laughs> yeah. a, I got a, a whole slew of them right there. Yeah, yeah. But the B-sides thing is cool. Um, we ended up adding. I don't know if you guys ever heard our best of B-sides. It's like this thing we put together of all sorts of tracks from like demos and things that never made the record that were just still kind of cool. Um, our original uh, independent release, uh, all this stuff's on there, like old, old stuff, like Steve rapping back in the day, uh, drum machine stuff. It's, 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 it's hilarious to go back and listen to. But, you know, that was like this eight disc, 140, 50 song, uh, you know, monstrosity that the people that got it, they love it. They think it's great. But it's, you know, it, it was pricey because it was an eight disc thing. You know, I think it was not too pricey. I think it was like 50 or 60 bucks, but still fairly pricey. So I wanted to get a, a taste of that with this best of B-sides. It's kind of like my picks of what I feel were, the, I guess, the uh, representative of that time period. Because it kind of goes through like independent release, gift, welcome, blue sky research, you know, the whole, every album, a little piece of it. But what we didn't have on there was anything from the episodes. So episodes was... Oh, yeah actually recorded before or written before our long road home but then we did our long road home and then plead the fifth and then the episodes but there's so i took a couple of those tracks those original episodes tracks and put them on this and those weren't on the original eight cd eight cd release so kind of, so for our fans that you know didn't get it or the even ones that did there's still a couple extra tracks on here never before heard that's cool yeah, yeah. i mean that's as nerds and fans that love to get that stuff and dig dig into that stuff to to think you have everything and then find out oh there's more okay cool I'm I'm gonna go get that yeah. now I'm in yeah, baby right? I'm all in and there's a song called uh, a kiss from the sky 
that I think the original version, just something about it had this really cool vibe that the album version didn't quite have. And so I really wanted that one on. That's really why I dug that out. I'm like, I want this on here. This has to see the light of day. And it's funny, we have a, I don't I remember the guy's name. There's some fan that was on, I want to say Instagram or Twitter or one of those things that would just keep bugging us for that. And he was actually a little disappointed in the CD in the actual album release, which I get. Like it, it just, because like I said, there was something that just that original, we had a clip of it online, like maybe a 30 second clip of it online. And he was so excited for the song. And it didn't pay off for him for some reason. You know, I, I, I mean, I, like I said, I it get was it. Nate. It right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm hoping that guy finds that this is going to be on there and buys that and, and then finally gets his wish of getting that original copy of this song. Nice. Another nerd. If you're out there, man, it's on there. I finally released it for you. A Kiss from the Sky is on the new Best of B side. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a tease for you. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, we've talked about it on here a few times with different bands like, just records that we personally think are like front to back records. Like, God damn, you guys are like really, you guys were on, on one then, you know, like call it like Deftones around the fur. Like yeah. there's probably like, there's probably like 90 songs B sides that would be fucking stellar like right. songs if they were released, but like they just don't see the light of day. And I don't know if that's like a reprise records. Like, no, we own them. You did track them with us. We technically own that or not or whatever it is. But the fact that you guys said, no, fuck it. Let's, let's release these to the world is really cool. Cause like, I would love to hear all the shit from all our favorite records because we know if you're on one, all the B-sides are likely equivalent, you know? Yeah, pretty along, that's along those same lines, right? Yeah, for sure. And we got some, and there's some cool stuff, man. There's, like, there's, a, there's, some, there's some, I mean, I'll admit, there's some garbage on there. There's some stuff that's, but it's neat to hear it nonetheless, <laughs> right? I mean, not garbage. There's stuff that's just like, you know, not, not fully you know formed. I mean? Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. not fully formed. Um, there's yeah. a, like a cool, uh, this would be on the, you know, I'd, I'd hate to say it to even talk about it because it's, it's on the eight disc thing. But they'll, I think they'll see the light of day anyway. I think we might do, we're talking about doing like a double disc of, you know, each era, uh, you know, to get them back, back out there. So the people that didn't get the eight disc thing, we, they can actually get to hear some of the stuff. But we'll see if that actually works out. Um, but yeah, there's uh, Violent Seas has this like demo version of it that's just so different from the actual version. But it's neat to hear what was originally written and then that's one that billy corgan kind of took that little piece and helped us turn it into what ended up, ended up becoming violent seas i'm gonna say one thing here just because you as the artist i get it like you're like ah i didn't I, it was garbage or it wasn't fully <laughs> formed like tone said but as fans like since we all came up during like the napster era like 2000 we like were able to like somehow get these songs like pirated yeah <laughs> there was a lot of shit allegedly. where i was like allegedly oh, allegedly where like songs were like ah oh, that's a fucking masterpiece song and it'll never get pressed it'll never get released like i think one line drawing we had jonah on here from far oh yeah yeah there was a lot of like gold that like i had downloaded like that he never released i'm like this is like such a good song but he probably thought it was garbage like you said right. but for the fans like it's it's pure gold i think yeah. right it's funny to talk about that era. I was thinking about this. Why was I thinking? Well, you know, the Limp Biscuit stuff always gets brought up, obviously. Yeah. And I was reading. Even was by us, to, we did. I know. We did. We did. <laughs> Although you submitted your stuff to Fred, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I was listening to uh, an old interview that I think Jared had done uh, with one of our uh, the riff uh, with this guy Meltdown a couple years ago for our last one of our last shows, and so they were kind of rehashing a lot of the old events. And he was kind of going over how, you know, we used to hang out with Fred and whenever they came to town, we'd, you know, we'd go see their shows. 
and he talked about hearing significant other on the bus for the first time. Like we, we got to hear, listen to that on uh, the Limp Biscuit bus. But speaking of like LimeWire, Napster, all that stuff, I had downloaded a few of the songs early, right? And so I knew a few of the songs. And I remember Fred looked at me and was like, you heard this already? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I've got like, I'm like, yeah. And at the time I thought I was being cool. Like, yeah, man, I've heard it. Looking back, I was probably, he probably was pissed that I'd already heard um, some of the album before it came out. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, but that was the time too, right? I mean, everybody could yeah. get their hands on shit and stuff was leaked and people put stuff on the internet, which no one really knew what yeah. it was yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. There's a song on there. I still have it somewhere. Um, I, I make sure to keep this disc. It's, it's this, it, this has LB written on the, on the, on the, on the disc, but it, it's this, the version of, uh, what's that song? It's like track eight or nine on, uh, on the second record, but Serge Tankian from, uh, oh, was it don't, does... don't go off wandering. Was that, that was, yeah, eight, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, right. Hey, yeah, see, I, my memory works pretty good. I just didn't remember <laughs> names, but again, when you had CDs, you didn't remember all the names, just knew the track numbers, right? So, yeah, he, he did a, um, uh, you, you ever hear that? That bridge, I, that he I did? think, I think our, our guest last week posted it on his oh, yeah. new metal, new crazy ass metal uh, moments in new metal page like a year ago and i was like holy shit yeah that, that's, that's funny yeah, yeah yeah i still have that and uh i actually think i have it in my cd player because i still have a cd player in my truck but yeah it's uh it's just this it, i can see why they didn't use it because sarah just kind of going off <laughs> it doesn't quite fit the song but yeah you get things like that off of it man and like you said that's that's never going to see the light of day other than the you know people releasing it like that guy did last week yeah, like pirated around the internet. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, right? it's yeah. Not, it's never. It didn't get the full treatment, but it got it got out there kind of here and there. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My hope is that that comes back, if it's not tied to any like legal obligation, label wise, because let the fans decide. You you you'll see some like real metrics, almost like Twitter polls. Like, oh no, this song is a banger, based right. on everyone giving a th- a thumbs up, and like you might have a different perception on what you thought was garbage, you know. But again, I digress. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a lot of songs that I don't really care for that the other guys in the band love or that our fans love. And there's some that I love that I'm like, how do you not love this song? And people just are like, yeah, it just didn't do do much for me. And I mean, that's with our band and with other bands. You know, that's just kind of how people are. So like you said, you know, to get that collective opinion is important because we don't know, you know, we're too close to the project. There's something to be said for that, being too close to the project, because... You, you are, you're going to be overly critical because it's yours. You want it to be fucking perfect, and you want yeah. it to live up to whatever standard you have in your head from either the last record or the next one or whatever. But it's there's something to be said for that. Like taking a step back and letting other people hear it and be like, all right, no, this is really good. Okay, all right, I guess it is. My bad. Yeah, and sometimes yeah, I trust that. You know, somebody just got to trust it and go with it. Like Face Peeler, I didn't love Face Peeler for the longest time, and enough fans love it. I'm just like, all right, I guess I love it now. <laughs> So, Phil, to bring this full circle, I was just thinking, if, if you told 19-year-old Phil at the University of Michigan, sneaking <laughs> in the computer lab, burning CDs, tapper with no drummer yet, that Phil would be playing shows with the same-ass band 25 years later, would you be- have believed them? Uh, <laughs> it's hard to say, man. I don't, I don't know. Like, I was just so young and dumb, I probably wouldn't believe me. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make it, and we're going to continue, yeah. Right, but I mean, if you would, but but if you would have told me two years ago that I'd be playing with the guys again, I'd be like, I don't know, 
I don't see it. You know we, what I mean? We asked. Like, you said no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> Confirmed. So, yep. I, I, I tried hard to get Steve to get to hire another bass player. I'm like, dude, there's this guy and that guy, man. Just get them to play on your record. Just whatever. You, I, I'm, I don't see myself doing this anymore. Um, but timing. Timing is everything, man. I've got um, a good job. I've been there long enough doing this. Is, I never really thought about this weekend warrior type stuff in the same way we're doing it. And, um, you know, the guarantees have, I mean, you know, like we talked about how, you know, the price of things have increased, but I mean, at the same end, our guarantees have increased, which is neat. You know, like it's great for us that we can make it work because shit's more expensive, stuff's more expensive, you know, brutally expensive. <laughs> so yeah, it, it really is, you know, gas, you know, I mean, I'm looking at vans for the tour and I'm basically buying the same van I sold for for brand almost a brand new price you know what i mean yeah. like yeah like, like literally buying, the same van you yeah, sold yeah, exactly. you're getting it back yeah, 20 it's years the yeah. stickers for, for the price i bought it and for the price i bought it new right like it's it's crazy <laughs> i'm looking at these prices i'm like this is just nuts how expensive things are but you know we we, we can fortunately make it work somehow i'm, I'm pretty sure we can <laughs> i've done the math we'll be all right yeah, we're excited, yeah, and and you are too. Which it's it sounds just talking to you. You're excited, and it's it's really cool to see this kind of come really full circle, as we've said a couple times. But like to, talking to you almost two years ago, and talking to you again today, and and seeing this all happen, it's fucking wild, man. And it's really awesome. I'm I'm happy for you. Didn't yeah, see it before coming. it was just, yeah, it before it was just like we're just rehashing the past. You know what I mean, it really was just like yeah, man. These are fucking fun old taproot stuff you know, just rehashing the old stories. And now it's like, dude, there's more to this story. You know, there's more coming and who knows what's next. Cause I mean, like I said, there's some bangers on this album and there's potential for, you know, I remember when poem was written, it was just like, that's gonna, that's that song. That's it. Right. And he's got a song on here that I'm just like, dude, this could be another one of those. Wow. Is that the one you're going to release first? You think or? No, first you never release that one first, right? You yeah, you, 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 you sandbag a little bit. You hold it yeah, back. Yeah, sandbag. Yep, yep, yep. Kind of get people because people have to adjust their have to adjust their expectations a little bit, right? Like you got to hear something because you do have these expectations, right? Like this, it's going to be this, and then you hear it, and it's never going to be exactly what you want, right? Next to never, right? Sometimes it is, but usually it's just like ah. So then it's like then that that expectation will adjust, and then you'll hear the next song, and then you're kind of on that. Now you're on the right wavelength. And my, my goal, is, I think I would like to do three songs. I would like to lead it in. We have our first one. That we, we, we actually have, we have it already planned um, as long as everybody agrees. But there's three songs I want to do. And then if we do it in that way, I think it really just, like I said, it just gets your expectations to the right place so that when that song hits, everybody's ready for it. You know, and it just it hits in the right way. That's awesome. I love man. that. I love that. I know. It's I'm, excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Setup's important, man. Setup's important. The buzz online is real. Like I see on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, especially the Facebook group. Like people are excited for this. Yeah. Cause it's been what, 10 years or six years since the last show. Six years since the last show, uh, what, 10 years since the last album, um, 11, 11 years, I think 2012, I think. Yeah. And so what's funny about looking at things now is the lack of negativity. Like it used to be, yeah. On any of those, I mean, you're talking, you know, the PRP or, or uh, uh, Loudwire, any of those. There's a story about Taproot. There's like one guy going, all right. And then five guys going, huh? You know what I mean? Like kind of yep. like five guys always throwing some crap on it, right? Just always 
you know, and now it's just the complete opposite. And it's just, it's weird to see this flip in the, I don't know, I don't know what you call the collective mind, mindset about it. it it's weird. Hmm. Well, you guys were never butt rock. So you at least had that going for right. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it is. There's just something about the nostalgia of when we were, we never made it big, big, you know? So there was never that like, kind of screw these guys because it's too big kind of thing. Yep. You know, we always kind of, you know, not through choice of our own. I would have loved to make millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right. <laughs> I would have turned it down. But looking back, I, I love that our career went the way it went because of where it is now. Like to still be able to do it, to still be excited about it, to not be some one hit wonder. You know, we're like our fans love our album. They don't love, you know, and we still get the, oh, dude, I love you guys, man. Poem is awesome. I, I get it, right? Poem is awesome. So <laughs> for, but they love, a bunch of other songs too, not just songs on that album, but most albums people have gotten into at least two or three, you know, if not all of them, but at least two or three, almost all our fans know a few of our albums. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you, I think you said it best. Like you're in that like perfect sweet spot where like you're getting invited to blue Ridge where you can play this massive stage, but you can also play machine shop and basically know that no matter what you're going to sell at that gig. Like that's like yeah. that perfect medium. Yeah. Man. Exciting! Yeah, I'm, I'm on a taproot high right now. I am too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did it. Phil, really, really excited for you. Really excited for the band. Really excited to see what's coming and and to check you out in November when you come through our neck of the woods. And and man, this is really cool. It's super stoked to have you back. Yeah, man, dude, a great conversation. Always love talking to you guys. And uh, you know, as we go further in this, let's do this again. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Awesome. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate this. Hell yeah. See you in San Diego hopefully soon. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nate's going to book the show. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. You, might, you might have to travel to LA for that one, but yeah. I'm that down, works. dude. Yeah, yeah. Whiskey, let's go. <laughs> We're in talks. All right, man. Ooh. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for listening to Patio Slave. We are at Patio Slave on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of the places that you can find us on social media. Facebook, Patio Slave Podcast. YouTube, Patio Slave Podcast there. Email us at patioslavepodcast at gmail.com. And hey, if you want to become a supporter, click on the link at the bottom of the episode and give us a dollar, give us five bucks. It keeps the lights on, keeps us going. We really appreciate that stuff. Thank you.